When, when you invest so highly in a kid like Andrew Thomas, do you ever walk up to him and say, look, you're going to be my left tackle. Just prove it to me. Look, everyone in our program understands they're on the same footing right now. Everyone has a chance every day to compete and earn a job. There's no one player that's different from anybody else. And we're not just saying that. That's what we believe in. That's how we run this program. Everyone comes to work every day knowing that if they produce, they will play. I know it's still a couple of days away yet, but have you given any thought to how, how you're going to structure Friday's uh, scrimmage, inter-squad scrimmage, whatever you're calling it? Yeah, we are. The biggest question right now, Patty, and we're going to decide this when we get a little bit closer tomorrow night, is the ultimate play count we want to get for each player individually. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to split the squad in terms of just offense versus defense. We'll, take, we'll structure the first part almost like a normal practice, some individual periods get them loosened up. You know, get the pads popping a little bit, some seven-on-seven, seven, get the blood flowing. We'll go some offense versus defense, a pass rush. You know, and then we'll just go ahead and turn it over to some situational things. We're going to make sure we get plenty of work in the field on early downs, some third down work, some red area work, some short yardage work. We got the goal line yesterday. If it comes up naturally in the scrimmage, we'll work it again. We're not going to look to recreate that situation on Friday. And then we're going to go ahead and just put the ball down and just let them play it out. You know, first and 10 on the 25. Let Jason call plays, let Pat call a defense, have T-Mac ready for the special teams units and just play it out. You know, we'll make sure each unit gets a certain amount of plays. And, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll have certain drives that start at certain yard lines. And we'll just make sure we get the play count that we're looking for. We want to check physically to make sure we know where our players are at before we throw them out there on Friday. But we're looking to go ahead and get everyone a chance to compete, you know, put on tape their resume. Thank you. Jordan. Hey, Joe. Hey, Jordan. Wondering, wondering what you've seen from Daniel Jones on the field. Obviously, this has kind of been the first time you've been able to see him the, the, pre, the last three days now and 11 11 live kind of drills so what's your what's your impression been well I see improvement every day Jordan you know I see a command within the huddle where he's aware of not only what we're calling but he knows the situation we're calling it in I see someone who's understanding why Jason's calling the play he is at that time and how the pieces fit and I see a lot of confidence in his eyes when he goes to the line of scrimmage now how that plays out he still has a lot long ways to go to really reach his potential um, but he's working every day of getting there, and it's it's enjoyable to watch. What do you like about a trio of Slayton, Shepard, and Tate uh, in terms of maybe complementary strengths or the idea that each guy, you know, is you know maybe not a true number one, but each guy can beat you any game? Well, first thing, I like all of our receivers. What I like about all of our guys is how they're willing to get in there and do the dirty work. You know, I like the fact that our receivers, they block aggressively in the run game. They run every route, whether it's a clear out or a decoy, they run it with the intent that they're getting the ball in every play. I like the attention to detail that tight coaches his position group with. Him and Nick Williams are doing a really good job with that. Obviously, Derek Dooley brings a lot of knowledge of the system from his time in Dallas. Uh, but I like the way the group's coming together right now. You know, it's enjoyable to work with those guys every day. You know, listen, I've played against those guys before. You know, Gold's a really good competitor. He's a tough dude. I'm glad to have him on our team. Sterling brings a lot of athleticism. He brings a lot of juice to practice. It's fun watching these guys open up and, you know, just watching how Darius, you know, has developed from his rookie year and the advancement he's making this year with playing a little bit faster in decision-making. You know, that's really the enjoyable part right there. But I'm pleased with all of our receivers, how they work every day. Now that it's official uh, with Graham Gano, what did you guys like? Uh, how healthy do you believe he is? What does he bring to the table for you guys now? going forward well obviously our doctors believe he's healthy enough right there that we went through with it so i'm confident in, in their knowledge and ability but i just say look we've known about Graham for a long time obviously t-mac and david experience with him personally from back in carolina that goes a long way 
he's someone who wasn't available early on in this process that when he became available, obviously we had him on our radar. It was fortunate it worked out the way it is. He's a competitive guy. He's a talented guy. He obviously missed a little bit of time due to injury, but you know, look, I'm anxious to get him on the field and see him get going. He's a big leg guy who's got experience. He hits a, you know, a consistent straight line ball with solid flight. Ball gets good lift. He's made improvement throughout his career. And I think with any specialist, kicker, punter, snapper, you really see their best ball as they get towards their, you know, 30s. You know, they've had their time to really develop, to understand the league, to really understand how their body works, to structure it for the duration of a season. And they understand situationally how they have to stay fresh and in the moment. So young guys may have a little more pop in their leg at times. Young guys may have a little more raw ability. But when it comes to the NFL specialists, they really start peaking, you know, around those 30s ages right there. And that's why a lot of them have the ability to play even in their early 40s. Hey, Joe. Uh, first, just a quick injury cleanup. How big of a blow is Cody Core's injury? And then also, what did the trainers end up saying about Ballantyne? I know we saw him out there today. Well, they told us he was clear to practice today, go through all the team drills. You know, we check with all of our players as far as whether they're on a day-by-day basis. But, you know, from what they told me today with Corey, obviously he finished practice, didn't really miss much yesterday, got it. It was a full flow out there with us today, even though it was a little bit lighter practice for all of our players on a toned down. Yeah, I will say this about Cody. Um, Look, I hate it for him. I hate it for him. You watch a guy work his butt off. You know what kind of competitors, kind of player is, how much he's invested in us and what he's done. Everything we've asked him to do, he's done 100%. He was great during a virtual program in the spring. He was much better, obviously, in person. You can really get a feel for the guy, you know, when you're in the same room a lot more. And then watch him work on the field. He made a great deal of improvement as a receiver. He's one of the top special teams players in the league. You know, listen, you hate seeing this happen to any player. And that's why we have to practice the way we practice because we have to put guys in positions to play safely and keep them on the field. You know, it's unfortunate the way it happened. Um, you know, hopefully his injury is something he can come back from full speed. And, you know, look, I look forward to seeing this guy in the future. Uh, his personality, the way he competes, his physical ability, he's definitely the kind of guy we want to work with. And, uh, you know, look, all, everyone on the team takes a blow when anyone has any kind of an injury. Okay, that's just the way it is. We care about each other in the locker room. We want to see everybody succeed. So, you know, we'll have to go ahead and, you know, look to replace positions at all spots. But we hate it for Cody Corwin, you know, and we wish him well in his recovery. I wanted to ask you, too, about uh, switching gears. Devontae Downs at linebacker. What has he shown you as a, as a young player? You know, he's got good movement skills. I like the way he works. You know, he's starting to communicate a lot better with his command and the system, really understanding. And that just comes with time. That's every player in our system. Like, everyone gets more comfortable and communicates better. But he's a guy that comes in. You can see his eyes in meetings. He's very engaged and focused on you when you're talking, whether you're talking directly to him or somebody else. He's taking the same coaching point. Uh, he comes on the field every day. You know, yes, sir, no, sir. Goes to work. Does whatever you ask him to the best of his ability. You know, I'm enjoying working with him a whole lot. Hey, um, obviously the first two days of practice were pretty intense in pads and, you know, the drills that you ran last night uh, kicked that up a notch. How much of that is a byproduct of not having – preseason games and trying to get these guys into quote-unquote hitting shape? Well, to be honest with you, Matt, um, there's a greater emphasis on not having preseason games this year that we have to put them in game situations and practice. However, the way we've structured practice really is the same way we've structured practice either way. We treated last, uh, would be last Friday as our first day on the field. That would have replicated the first day of training camp last year as well. In shells, moving around, shorter practice, getting moving work in red area for short space so we don't put our guys at risk as far as open up the first day. We came back on Sunday. That's really kind of day two install, still staying in the red area. 
Now we were, you know, starting to progress towards pads on Monday and your first two days in pads, that's the biggest shock you guys get to their body. Their legs get a little shocked initially moving around. You put the pads on, the intensity jumps up. They haven't hit anybody in eight months, you know, at least not on the field with us. So you put them out there. They've got to get used to the, you know, the collisions and the tempo. And then after that, they get used to carrying the pads and it settles down for them. 